thank you for listening to our podcast. We pray that the word that you hear on this program will encourage, strengthen, and motivate you to do the will of God. Be blessed by today's message. I come before you today and I have a question for you that I don't know if you think about as much as you should be thinking about. Uh, You think about it a lot during a revival, during a Sunday service when you're at the altar or when you may be talking to someone uh, on the phone or, or in person about the Lord and, and the things of God. But I'm going to, I want to talk to you about the call of God that is on your life. What is the call that is on your life? What is your calling? You know, when you give your heart to the Lord, there's a calling that is put upon your life. Uh, some people get this mixed up. Some people think that when you get saved, you automatically become a preacher. That's not true. Not everybody is called to be a preacher. Here's an example. If your family are all in the ministry and they're all singers, they're worship leaders at their church. Maybe they're on the road all the time ministering from Sunday to Sunday and They are all gifted and anointed, and they have the ability to sing in tune. And you are the one child that you've not been able to carry a tune since ever. It's just not, that's not something you were gifted with. The day you give your heart to the Lord, uh, your family, you're, they're going to, they're, you're going to feel like that you are called to sing. Maybe you've never tried singing. Maybe your family's never heard you sing before. There's people that you come in contact with just because your last name is the same last name as theirs. And they know that they're gifted to sing. Oh, you must be a, a Clark. You must be a, 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 a crab or you must be whatever your last name is. You must be able to sing because of your last name. Um, and you get behind a microphone and they're, they're so excited to hear you sing. And what comes out of your mouth is not a joyful noise unto the Lord. Uh, it doesn't take long to understand that you are not called to sing. But the Lord may have a word inside of you that you may be called to be a missionary. Maybe he's put in your heart to go overseas. Maybe the Lord's put in your heart to be behind a pulpit. I don't know. There's a lot of people, they feel like the moment that they give their heart to Jesus, that the call of God that is put upon their life is for them to be behind a pulpit. Just because their family are, are, are preachers or ministers, or the, the they, they would like to be, maybe that they would love to be, um, but that's just not what it is that you you have to find out the call of God that that he has for you. And you got to remember the number one thing that the call of God represents is to be a witness. And it, it doesn't have to be behind a pulpit. Here's another example. I've been raised in a um, in a timeline of fire Pentecostal preaching preachers. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I always dreamed of getting behind, getting behind a 
a microphone in front of a church when I knew the Lord had called me to to minister as an evangelist or I was just open to God, whatever you have for me. I wasn't so reluctant. Oh, I got to get behind a pulpit because I know this is where I'm called. I was kind of I was afraid of the call of God. Um, even when I talked to a brother, he says the same thing. The call of God, it, it's it, it could be a scary thing. It's not something that um, if you it depends on where your heart is, if there's there's a lot of people doing it for the wrong reasons. And w- without going there, um, my brother, he says all the time he was even to he was afraid to step into the call because he knew the responsibility that it held. If God gave you a call to do something, it's not just for pleasure. It's, there's no pleasure in it for, it should be for yourself or for an enjoyment or for uh, someone to look upon you and say, oh, man, they're a good preacher. No, no, it is 100% to be about the glory of God pushing through you and changing the world through Jesus Christ through people getting saved. It's just you basically being a vessel. You are a computer that, that holds the Holy spirit, the whole internet that the Lord speaks to you and you receive a download and you download it and you, you send it to the inbox of the people that, that are listening to you. That is, that is the whole ministry itself. So before I even get into this, I just, I just want to hit on this for a second, just to give you an understanding of not everybody is called to be missionaries. Not everybody is called to preach. Not everybody's called behind a pulpit. Not everybody's called to sing. To get back to what I just said a while ago, I was raised in, in a era with fire preaching, Pentecostal, and I loved it. When the time came for me to step into the call of God, my heart was, I can't wait. I'm man, I'm going to man, I'm praying God let the fire of God help him hit hit me. Oh man, I want it to, to hit the people. I want people to get up and run and shout. I want them to amen me so loud. Do you know when I got behind that mic, the anointing of God that rest the, the anointing that rests upon me is the same anointing that would rest upon the ministers that I was under, but it was a different type of the anointing. The Lord never called me to be the shouting fire as much as I want to, as much as I want to. If I did that out of the anointing, just because of what I want to do, I would be not operating in the spirit of God. The Lord has called me to minister in more of a teaching way. It used to be a hindrance to me. My brother, he would say this thing. It'd be a hindrance to me. I would say, God, I, how could if I wouldn't, I would never call myself a preacher because when I would get behind a pulpit, the word that the Holy Spirit would give me was more of a teaching than a preaching. So I would never call myself a, a, a preacher. I would call myself a minister because we're all ministers of the gospel. That's like, the, that's the, that, that's not a specific category of a, a, a singer, a preacher, missionary as a minister we're all ministers. God, when you get saved, God's call, the calling is to minister the gospel of Christ. And that was something that I was like, God, what is going on here? And the Lord began to remind me that Jesus himself 
when when he would minister to the people, whether it was through a parable, there that I recall there was it was all teaching. Is it wrong to preach? No, it's not wrong to preach. Is it wrong to only teach? No, because there's times that I I'm behind um, a, a pulpit and the Holy Spirit sets a, a different anointing upon me that is more of preaching. And I'm just like, God, use me however I need. As long as I'm in your word and I have the word in my heart and it's flowing through me, however it comes out of my mouth, whether if it's with force or whether it's softly spoken, God, I want to be in your will. And the Lord has shown me that when you have a heart to where you are to be about the Lord's business and however he decides to use you, you say, God, use me in the call that you place upon me. That is all that matters. So that's the that's the, the base point I want to start with uh, today. The call of God has. Do you feel like you're called? Has the Lord ever spoke to you that you're called? Do you feel a call upon your life? Have you ever wondered what purpose God has for you in this life? And as a Christian, God has placed a calling upon your life. But every Christian's first calling is to be a Christian. I've got this little story I want to share with you real quick. This is a story that says, There was a Native American walking down the street with a businessman one day. The Native American stopped. Listen, he said, for what? The businessman replied, don't you hear it? Hear what? Crickets. Crickets? I don't hear any crickets. The Native American continued to help the businessman hear what he heard. Oh, they're loud. Just listen. Just listen. Don't you hear them? Getting a little discouraged, the businessman said, I don't hear any crickets. The Native American looked around right over on his side. There was a cricket. He went and he picked it up. The businessman looked shocked. I can't believe that. I can't believe it. He said, we we're here downtown with all these people. You and I are talking and you hear a cricket. I don't know how you did that. The Native American reclined, reached into his pocket and took out some change. Listen to this. He threw the change on the ground. 20 people stopped walking. Then he said, you always hear what you're tuned into. You're tuned into money. You're going to hear a penny when it's dropped. I am tuned into nature. I hear a cricket. A lot of Christians will miss this still small voice of God because they have not tuned in. And that is the the message that I want to bring to you today is do you hear the still small voice of the Lord speaking to you? First Kings chapter 19, beginning in verse 11, reads this. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by in a great and strong wind rent the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. 
And after the fire, there was a still small voice. And verse 13 says, And it was so when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave. The verse seven says, I mean, I'm sorry, verse 12 says, again, he says, after the fire, there was a still small voice. And what he did when he heard this still small voice, the Bible says that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave. What did Elijah hear from that still small voice? What, what, what was that that spoke to him? Let me tell you what it was. He heard the voice of his master, the creator of the universe, speaking to him directly, preparing his heart to receive the mission God was about to give him. It was the call. The Bible said that he covered his face in the mantle. Do you know what the mantle represents? The mantle represents a person's spiritual gift, the call of God on their life and the purpose for which God called them. So this is so amazing. You see, Elijah, when he, first of all, let me, let me go back for a second. The Bible says that he heard, uh, I mean, he seen that there was the wind hitting the mountains and it was, it was so strong and it broke, they broke into pieces, but the Lord wasn't in the wind. And then there was an earthquake, but the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. They would then, then after the earthquake, there was a fire and the Lord wasn't in the fire, but there came a still small voice. And, and that's, that was him speaking as, as I began to, to think about this verse, here's what the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Knowing that the still small voice was the call of God, this was the Lord speaking to Elijah. We're in a time where there's so much going on all around us that it, it is so easy to, to look upon the shaking and the breaking and the things that, that are on fire all around us from, from the world to the church to all over. It's so easy to look upon these things. And, and God says, I'm not in that. You see, you may be looking for what you, in a, in a direction of where does God have me? Where does God have me? What, what is the purpose of my life? And you see things around, you see these mighty things, earthquakes, a wind hitting a mountain and things shaking and things breaking and it's falling in your direction. It looks like it's God speaking, but God is not in it. But let me tell you something today. Stop looking around and tune yourself in as, as, as I ministered last night, tune yourself into the, the, to the voice of God so that you can be in the, in the direction that God is speaking in. And listen for that still small voice. See, he covered his face. The Bible says when he heard it, he covered his face in the mantle. He covered his face in the call of God. And the purpose for which God had called him. We need to cover our face with the call of God and purpose from the distractions that hinders us from completing the mission that God has given us. 
Let's go down to uh, verse 19. It reads, So Elijah went and found Elisha, son of Shaphath, plowing a field. There were 12 teams of oxen in the field, and Elisha was plowing with the 12th team. Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak around his shoulders and then walked away. Verse 20 says, Elisha left the oxen standing there, ran after Elijah and said to him, first, let me go and kiss my father and mother goodbye. And then I will go with you. Elijah replied, go on back, but think about what I have done to you. Verse 21 says, so Elisha returned to his oxen and slaughtered them. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. He passed around the meat to the townspeople and they all ate. Then he went with Elijah as his assistant. I don't know if you caught that or not. The Bible says that Elijah, he found Elisha. And Elisha was plowing in the field. And Elijah went over to Elisha and he threw his cloak, like his jacket, the thing that he was covered with. He threw it over the shoulders of Elisha. And the Bible says that Elisha left what he was doing and he ran. He ran after Elijah. That cloak that was put upon him represented the mantle. It represented the call. He, he, he never said nothing. He just put the cloak upon him. And when he put the cloak upon Elisha, Elisha knew that there is that. Have you ever in the spirit, the Lord ever spoke to you and you, God just told you in your spirit to do something. He, he told you prepare and you, you felt that in your spirit that God was getting ready to use you and you were so excited. You maybe after a Sunday morning or Sunday night service, when it's over, you just feel so supercharged in the spirit of God. You want to call people and tell people about what God's done in your life. Well, when, when, when Elijah placed, first of all, Elijah was the one that when he was looking for the things of God in other places and God, Jesus wasn't in it. And when the Lord spoke to him in that still small voice, he wrapped himself in the mantle. He wrapped his face in the call. That was, that was a representation that he picked up the call of God when God spoke to him. And when he picked up that call, it enabled him. The Holy Spirit spoke through him and told him what to do. And then he took the call of God and he, he, he ran with it. And he went, he went straight to Elisha and told Elisha. He, he never said nothing. I actually to Elisha, the Holy Spirit spoke through Elijah and told him, take off your jacket, take off your cloak and put it on Elisha. And when he put it on Elisha, there was a transfer of the anointing. There was a transfer of what God had, what had God had given Elijah. It had now been transferred to Elisha and Elisha did the same thing. He took off running back to Elijah 
and, and Elijah never said nothing to him, but he answered the call. When Elijah placed the mantle upon Elisha, just as the Lord commanded him, where there is a transfer of the anointing, it will always be followed by an outpouring of his glory. You see, the, the mantle that Elijah wrapped around his face, you can say that that was the same transfer that from, from that mantle, he, that but the call that he put on him, there was a transfer from that call the same way that when Elijah placed that, that cloak upon Elisha, there was a transfer. And when there is a transfer of the anointing, when the call of God is upon your life and you say yes to that call, it will always be followed by an outpouring of his spirit. Elisha stopped what he was doing and he ran after Elijah. He ran after the call. After leaving his family, Elisha witnessed God performing miracles through Elijah. Listen to this one. Who God anoints, he appoints. Let me say it, let me say it the other way because it even sounds better. Who God appoints, he anoints. I don't know if I said this in, 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 the, in the last podcast, but this is something that's been on my heart so strong. And I want you to think about this for a second. You are here this very moment. You were you are ordained to be here on this earth this very moment. The call of God that is upon your life, it is for this very moment. You could have been your lifespan from the time that you were born into the time that you died could have been 100, 200, 3, 5, 6, 800 years ago. But God chose you to be here on this earth for this time, for such a time as this. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me the other night I was praying and, and, and he said, you have prayed for the Lord to speak to you, the call of God, the Lord has spoken to you and maybe you have not heard, you've not thought about it for a long time. I know when the Lord spoke to me, and, 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 and he gave me, a, I, I seen a vision. I was at the altar at my church and the Holy Spirit, he showed me a vision of where I would be one day. And it was behind a pulpit. And I remember saying, oh God, I can't wait to see this come to pass. But I knew that the time had not come because there were some things in the dream that it, it hadn't happened yet. But let me tell you something. God spoke to me the other day and said, for all the times that the, that the Lord had, that I have spoken to my people and told them what their call is, told them there's a call upon their life. God said, now is the time to step into your calling. Now is the time to pick up the mantle and wrap your face, wrap it around your face, wrap the call around your face. Let there be a transfer of the anointing so that you would be able to step out into the call of God upon your life because the time is running out. The wait is over. Your games you're playing, it's time to stop the games. 
The game is over. It is time. God is calling you today to pick up the mantle, pick up the call that he has given you, that man, not your mom, not your dad, not your friend, not your pastor, but the call of God that God has put on your life. There may be someone listening to me right now. They feel led to uh, work in an area with, um, with homeless people. And if that's what that's what's on your heart and that's what you feel led to do, you begin to pray and you say, God, if this is the area that you would have me to work in, anoint me, give me favor with men, favor with people and open doors. And I promise you, you will see this thing come to pass. If you're unsure of the of the call of God that's on your life, seek his face. Don't go looking for the shaking of the mountains. Don't go looking for the earthquakes. Don't go looking for the fire, but listen to the still small voice and let the spirit of God speak to you. What God has gifted you to do, he has called you to do. And what he has called you to do, he has gifted you to do. How do you know God's call? By knowing your gifts. First Peter 4.10 says, As every man hath received the gift even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the, the, the manifold grace of God. As children of God, the Lord has made us with special abilities that we are to use these gifts in glorifying God, not glorifying ourselves, but that we could help build the kingdom of God. First Peter 4.10, that, that's powerful for this time that we're in right now because I, I, don't, I, I don't say this, with, with any judgmental spirit behind it whatsoever. I'm only saying this because I want you to see the truth that this verse says that we are to use these gifts in glorifying God, not glorifying ourselves, but that we could help build the kingdom of God because that's what it's all about is building the kingdom of God, not man, we're, 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 we are all going to die one day if the Lord, if the Lord doesn't come back in our lifetime. And what, what, what glory do we need to be giving ourselves? None, none. I'm telling you, this is a message that I, it would be hard for me to minister any other time before this a couple of years. It'd be hard, but right now this is, this is the, the spirit of God is speaking and for you to understand, don't worry about what you, your God used people in the Bible that had speech impediments. Don't worry about what you sound, the, the tone of your voice, what you look like, your appearance. Holiness unto the Lord is the only thing you need to worry about as far as your appearance goes and the way that you, the, the, what you, the way that you operate and the way that you walk and you talk. But you need to understand that the anointing of God is the only thing that you need, not pride. Pride comes before fall. The Bible says in the last days that there would be a great falling away. I believe he's talking about the ministers, people of God. Right now, there's never been a, there's never been a, another time in history where there's been so many, um, so famous preachers. Am I saying there's something wrong with it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But 
Don't get caught up in looking at someone else's ministry at the the mountains and the earthquakes and the fire and other places. And you worry about letting God shape you. The Bible says, be ye separate, says the Lord. Don't don't look at someone else and and try to mimic them and try to pray like them or or to act like them because we are to look and act and speak like Jesus, not like man. Because when we put upon the things of man, we don't have a foundation to stand upon. And for that reason, we are going to fall. But if you build your, your call upon the foundation of God in his voice, it will never be shaken. It will never be shaken. Your past doesn't determine your place. It's his presence that promotes your promise. The disciples disobeyed God. Judas betrayed him and Peter denied him. See, Judas couldn't handle the weight of his past, but Peter looked to the Redeemer. Judas reached for a rope and Peter reached for a cross. See, Judas hung himself because Judas was all about uh, the, the weight of the past. And Peter, he was looking for hope. He was looking for the Redeemer and he reached for the cross. The mantle was passed from Abraham to Isaac, to Jacob, to Moses. It's like playing a guitar. You can't put on a set of strings I mean, you can put on a set of strings, but if it isn't in tune, the correct melody won't be heard. But if you have it in tune, but you don't know how to play it, you can only wish you could. You only wish you could while listening to others that have experience. You have to practice. That's the same with our callings. The call of God on your life, you can't expect to step into the call and instantly be at the fullest of where God has for you. That's not how, that's not how it goes. You have to walk in this. This is something you, you have to practice. You have to, it's a daily thing. The same way that you grow physically daily as, as a child grows every day, their body grows and things change the same way. Spiritually, you have to, you, the, you can't go without eating food and drinking water for so long because you're physically will get weak. You have to do the same thing spiritually. You have to meditate on God. You have to eat of his word daily. You have to drink of the, the spirit of God and you will be refreshed and you will be able to walk in your call. You those times you you can test the waters to see God I don't want I don't want to be in, in in a place that is not of your will God but I want to make sure that I'm operating to my full capacity stretch me Lord stretch me so that I can be used by your glory for your glory see as long as you have an empty vessel God will fill it this last verse I'll leave you with is John 15, 16. It says, 
You have not chosen me. This is the Lord speaking. This is why I'm saying don't don't build a ministry on on pride or on an image. You have to listen to that still small voice and know that it's not you that's taking your call somewhere. It is the spirit of God speaking to you. And that call is what's going to take you places. It says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask of my father, of the father in my name, he may give it to you. I'm going to end this podcast with a prayer. And I want you to believe with me. And and I highly encourage you to seek the face of God, not his hand, but seek the face of God and let him reveal to you what his will is. Because our will will always fall. We can't build nothing upon our will and what we want and how we want it and what, what we want. Because we're only glorifying ourselves when we do that. We have to do this the way that God wants it done. And sometimes that means you got to do it by yourself. Sometimes that means you got to be separate. Sometimes that means you got to say no when you really want to say yes. And sometimes that means you got to say yes when you really feel like saying no. There are people watching you. When you begin to step in your call, there are eyes that will be upon you and Every move that you make, people are watching you. I've said this to so many people that are beginning to step in the call. There are eyes that are watching you and they are, this is a shame to say, even people in the church, they are waiting to see if you are going to fall. They'll look at your past and they'll compare to what they think you're capable of doing. And they are trying to do the math and they will try to, to see how long you're going to make it before you fall. But let me tell you something. Forget the critics. Don't pay attention to those who are around you. Only listen to the voice of God. And I promise you, he will never, he will never leave you. He will never leave you alone. And I'm going to end with this prayer. Dear God, I pray that you would speak to the hearts of your children this day. I pray, God, under the sound of my voice, those who are listening to me right now, God, that your anointing would rest upon them, whether they're driving in their vehicles or they're listening on their phone or listening with their headphones on God or however I ask you in the name of Jesus that your anointing would rest upon them. Oh God, I pray if there's a person that's listening to me under the sound of my voice that they say, I remember that God, God had placed a call on my life so many years ago, but it's been so long since I've felt the presence of God. It's been so long since I've even thought about the things of God. It's my desire to live for Jesus, but there's some decisions that I've made that as I know is not pleasing to God. If that's you, the Lord speaking to this morning, I want you to repent this day. Repent. Repent doesn't just mean, God, I'm sorry. 
How many times if someone does something to you daily and they keep saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There comes a time when you say, I don't want to hear I'm sorry no more. I'm sorry is a Band-Aid. I want, I want this completely healed. And to repent means to do a complete turnaround. Uh, repent means I'm sorry, but I will never do it again. God, help me never to do it again. The Bible says to re- repentance is how you get to salvation, not God, I'm sorry. So if you, you're at a place where it's been a while since you've heard from God, it seems like you prayed, you can't get through. God is speaking to you tonight that you need to repent. Bible says, repent and turn from your wicked ways, turn from those ways and watch the Lord pick you up and place you back on the road that he has for you. He'll put you right back where you left off at and you'll be able to take off into the things of God. Cry out to him today, church. Cry out to him. Oh, God, I ask you in the name of Jesus that you would speak to the hearts of your people. And I pray, God, that your call would be would be a spotlight, Lord, from heaven to shine upon the call and let these people see, Father, the direction that you have for them. Oh, God, let them pick up this call, to pick up this mantle. And Lord, wrap theirself in it, Lord God. Pick up this cloak and lay it upon them, Jesus. And I pray, God, when you do, Lord, as we heard in your word today, oh God, when you do these things, God, there's going to be a boost of power that's going to make them want to run towards the call of God. To say, I'm going back and say, I am I got to tell my family that I'm giving these things up. I, I got to stop what I'm doing the same way that Elisha said that he, he quit working and he quit the things that he was doing at that time. And he, he ran, he ran to Elijah. Then he ran back to his family and there was a feast that was prepared for them. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, you would speak to the hearts of your people today because for only one reason because there is a need in this world that we're living in for there to be more men and women of God that hears that still small voice so that we can be the Elijah to minister to the Elishas and we can transfer the mantle that has been put upon us the cloak and put it on someone else by witnessing to them and that we can encourage them and we can speak life into them and we can see them run away from the places of sin, the places of brokenness, of bondage that they're in. And we can see God do a transformation of the anointing upon their lives. I pray blessings upon you today. I pray you were encouraged by this word. I pray you continue to keep listening as, as my brother and I will be bringing forth word uh, with there's so much going on, we're trying to get some things set up and we're working on different equipment. So uh, we're just bear with us, but, but stay tuned, subscribe to us. And, and we're not doing this for, for pleasure. We're not doing this for pleasure. The messages that if you go back and listen to all those messages are from what we've recorded in church from the past five years or so. So the, these messages that we come to you now, I, uh, we just bought some equipment for from our brother Isaac and his home to be able to do the same thing. Then we're going to try to be able to do some some together where me and him are both together um, and, and just ministering. So I, I encourage you. I mean, if you want to shoot us a message, feel free to my my email address is mattstanley85 at yahoo.com. Feel free to shoot me an email. Tell me if you were blessed by the message today. Let, let me know, man. I, 
I want to be connected with you guys. And, and if, if you got a topic, something you don't understand or something that you, you'd be interested in us talking about, let us know, let us know, because we are not here for ourselves. The church, the church building, the doors are closed right now. But we are the church and it's time for the church to arise. The Bible says the Lord is coming back for a glorious church. And I believe the Lord is using this situation with this whole coronavirus to do a, a factory reset on the church, the people, the men and women of God. Sometimes you're you're on your computer, you're doing something and things starts working slow or things gets locked up and, and things aren't working right. And the only way to fix it is not just to turn it off and on, but to actually do a factory reset. That means to go back and take everything out and start over. And that's exactly what's happened with this whole coronavirus. People are back at their homes. God's called the church to be the church. He's called the family to come together in unity. And that's exactly what he said. Don't miss it. Don't take your eyes off of what God is doing. I pray blessings upon you. Uh, tune into us next time.